this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. We are wrapping up our four-part fantasy film discussion with a look at Willow. I do want to say on the onset that this is my least favorite of the four we are talking about. I actually was not a fan of this one at all. Sasha is shaking her head at me. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I I am crying over here. I'm just... (laughs) crying on the inside (laughs) so i i did like it more this time watching it now i will say and of course i'm a huge val kilmer fan i was a big fan of val kilmer growing up he was one of my absolute favorite actors and that was a big reason i saw this movie in the first place but yeah so so i do want i just wanted to preface by saying that i am not gonna criticize the movie at all though because i know how beloved this is and i know how much sasha loves it and it's just sasha and i unfortunately we were supposed to have a couple other people on and they couldn't make it and then our backup couldn't make it either so it's just us so this is the least packed panel of the four that we have had for this one but if you don't know what willow is let me just read it and then i'm going to give some very depressing stats that sasha hates (laughs) for critiques just like with legend not as bad but just like with legend So this was, of course, directed by Ron Howard. Um, George Lucas was one of the ones who, uh, the story was by George Lucas. The screenplay was by Bob Dolman. Willow is about a young farmer, Willow, who is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. And it starred Warwick Davis, played Willow. Val Kilmer played, and I was trying to, remember how to pronounce the name mad mardigan did i pronounce it correctly yay okay and then joanne wally played sorcia who trivia there joanne wally later became the wife of val kilmer and she became joanne wally kilmer for a little bit of time um they had a couple of kids together of course they are no longer together anymore uh they did not get together right after this movie go watch the documentary about val kilmer which is an excellent excellent documentary um, and it talks a little bit about that because he was like in love with her when making this, he like fell for her hard and he like went to London because, you know, she's, she's British and went there because she was in a play and he wanted to be able to see her and try and woo her and all that stuff. So go watch that documentary and she's in that documentary too. But yeah, just a little, and go watch Kill Me Again with both, this is after they were together And I think they were married then, too. And it's a great little neo-noir film. Okay, so now for the news that's going to break Sasha's heart, or already broke her heart. I prepared her for it. So Willow has a Metacritic rating of 47. So not as bad as Legend, but still bad. It's not in red. It's in yellow. (laughs) But Rotten Tomatoes is not much better. Rotten Tomatoes is 52%. Uh, so it's still considered rotten. And but the audience What's wrong with people? <laughs> What's wrong with you all? <laughs> well, that's critics. The audience rating on IMDB is 7.2 out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 79%. So it's about the same. So critics don't know what they're talking about. 
Yeah. So, but before we dive into Willow and Sasha gets to gush some and I, I will be nice. I promise I will be nice. Uh, Sasha, what are you into right now in pop culture? Oh, I don't, I'm watching all the things trying to play catch up. Um, so I will mention Miss Marvel um, because I just finished that yesterday on Disney+. Plus. It's super fun. I did have a friend tell me that it was more marketed towards teen girls. And of course it is like it's Miss Marvel, but um, I was, it was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I uh, am a sucker for Marvel movies. Uh, I will watch them all. It's for me, it's like Fast and the Furious, Mission Impossible. Like they're just cheesy, corny. I will watch every single one of them and love them. Yeah. I still need to see uh, speaking of Marvel. I still need to see our, our unofficial mascot, Christian effing Bale in Love and Thunder. That probably will not be happening anytime soon, sadly. But that was I still good. And that was a nice surprise for me because I didn't watch any previews for that movie. So when oh. I walked into it blind and he came on screen and I went, that looks like Christian. Oh, you didn't like even Christian know? Bale. No, I had no idea. <laughs> so it took me about 30 seconds ago. That looks like, that sounds like. Oh my God, it's Christian fucking Bale. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, that's in, that's funny that you didn't even know that. That's And that makes it even more nice surprise. So, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. I've been trying to avoid any previews to anything. Like, I just want to walk into everything completely blind without any knowledge. No, I, I understand. I mean, it's, it's hard for me now. Like, I... It's very hard to ever be able to avoid spoilers. It's very hard for any of that stuff anymore, sadly. Like, I've kind of lost that. Um, but, yeah. Well, what I'm into is, and this is a documentary that's a couple years old, but there's a, doc, a five-part documentary on Showtime called Outcry, which is um, it's a series examining the gripping story of high school football star Greg Kelly who was arrested, convicted, and jailed for trigger warning for sexual assault of a four-year-old boy and it's a, and his supporters' quest for truth and justice. So a lot of people did not believe he did this. You can definitely spoil yourself and know where Greg Kelly is today and what happened. But it's a lot about the justice system and the failures of the justice system. And um, especially like in Texas is the big thing too. So the failures of the justice system in Texas. So <laughs> Sasha, your face. It's just something you're like in Texas. And I immediately went, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to my Texas peeps, but oh. <laughs> but but it's, it's interesting. So I, I do recommend that. Okay, well, let's get into Willow. So I want to know, I know you love this movie, Sasha. So what are your overall thoughts on it? And have your feelings changed at all since when you originally saw it? No. It, I, this is in my top five fantasy, like, childhood nostalgia. So it's it's with the rest of them. It, there's nothing that could damage my view of this movie. I say that now and then something horrible will happen. And I'll be like, oh, damn it, ruined. I, I love the movie. I don't think my view has changed from childhood till now. This is one that gets a regular watch in our house. My daughter loved it. So we watched it a lot when she was little. Um, my husband watches TV at night. And so I'll regularly wake up at like two o'clock in the morning to go pee. And all of a sudden Willow's on. I'm like, what is happening? You know, so um, needless to say, I have very bizarre dreams involving Willow. But it's... It's childhood nostalgia. I love it. And Val Kilmer, like we said before, you know, certain actors in certain movies just make it. And I think the casting in this is another one where I don't know that it would be the same if it wasn't Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan. And, you know, the, the cast that they have is spot on. So I loved it as a kid. I still love it now. I, I don't think there's any problematic themes in it. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of it. <laughs> I'm sticking to my story. Uh, well, I, I mean, as I've said, I did not, I was not a fan of this movie when it was originally around. Everybody I knew loved this movie. Uh, I was one of the, I was like the only person that didn't love it. I thought it was extremely boring. <laughs> Sasha's going to really just, she's going to, 
She's going to attack me any second now. Um. <laughs> How is it boring? How? It's not like an entire movie where they spend three hours walking to freaking Mordor. Like, well, that's not up my, that's not my kind of thing either. So <laughs> it's okay. I am not, I am not a fantasy film fan. I do love The Princess Bride. I do love Legend and I do love Labyrinth. But for the most part, I am not a fantasy film fan. It's just like my least favorite genre, to be honest. And that's why like Lord of the Rings, I, I've i only watched one of them and I was bored to tears and that kind of stuff. So it's not up my alley. So this to me is much more like those films. However... I watched this yesterday. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, and so is The Princess Bride too. If you're if you're wondering, um, and so I watched this, and I have to say, I was a lot more entertained. I laughed a lot. I was into it a lot more than I had been before, and I actually really enjoyed it. So I won't say this is like a movie that I will watch over and over again, but. Sasha, you will be happy to know my feelings did improve on this. I did like it more. <laughs> and I will say, I think a big reason for that is the performances, especially Val Kilmer. Um, Val Kilmer is so, so good in this movie. And he's so funny. And it makes me really miss watching him. He just he's just such a natural he's just incredibly gifted i mean if you don't know he went to juilliard and he's just an incredible presence on screen and he's really really good in this he never um you know i think it's essential if you're going to be in a fantasy film that everybody believes you believe what is going on and that this is reality and you treat it like reality and don't treat it like fantasy and every actor in here does that, and especially Val Kilmer. And so I think because of that, and because you could tell everyone enjoyed what they were doing, was having fun. I, I mean, I, I would assume it might have been hard to do some of this production work, but at the same time, I think everybody was having a blast. So you that comes across, so it made it a lot more fun this time. And, you know, I'm glad that I liked it more watching it this time than when it was originally out so my feelings have improved <laughs> i'm glad you liked it more this time too otherwise this was going to be a very interesting podcast i know i'm like i'm like i'll save saying that because it i really did end up liking it more because <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah so let's move on to the characters then and we and their performances i've already kind of gushed about Val Kilmer. So we're going to start with Val Kilmer, who plays Mad Mardigan. So what are your overall thoughts on the performance and the character, Sasha? Uh, nailed it. Nailed it. Love it. He, like you said, he is fully buying into the world he's in. Everything is legit. When we meet him and he's hanging in the big cage and he's like, hey, come here. Come here. Can I, can I get some water? Hey, come here, come here. Set me free. Hey, I, I'll take the baby. You need somebody to take the baby? I, I'm great with babies. I'll take the baby, no problem. Like, he he just sells everything he does um, in it. And he, it, he continues on this quest with this baby. He has no business being there. He should not be there at all. Like, he was strung up. They randomly found him. They set him free and he continued. He didn't turn the other way and run like he should have, right? He continues on this mission. Um, I think my favorite scene with him is when he gets hit with the love dust yeah. and is confessing his love to Sorsha and is like, I love you. Like you're, you're my everything. I can't live without you. Like this is, and he keeps like, like he goes to walk away and he turns around and it's like more professions of love. And um, I love that whole scene with him and she's like ready to kill him. And he's like, but I, I love you so much. <laughs> like, I can't believe how much I love you. Like, it's just, it's all of my being. And he is in it. And I don't, it's, it's Val Kilmer. He's another one of those people that I, 
like I would hate to find out something horrible about him later in life. Like I know that he's kind of done now at this point, and um, but I I absolutely love him. I love him as an actor. I love him in this role. I don't know that anybody else would have been able to pull it off, or that I would have had such love for them as I do for Val in this role. So no, and I love him too. Like I said, I think that's what works the best for me in this whole movie is him and he's really funny and um kind of like he you don't you don't want to trust him in the beginning and he he changes a lot and he grows a lot and he doesn't want to show how much he cares about willow either in the beginning but you can tell he does and he grows to really really respect willow a lot and yes, I agree with the dust when he gets hit with the love dust and he's confessing to Sorsha. That's really a beautiful <laughs> and funny scene. And and the cage just in the beginning, he's just so funny. And the water, just wanting water so badly. And then when Willow throws the water at him, <laughs> he tries to catch the water. And then he's like looking it off his fingers. It's just just the way he does that, it, it, it conveys so much that he's like desperate for that water. Uh, he's desperate to get out of there. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a, you know, he's not someone you can trust, but he is the best thing for them. And he really ends up helping them and wanting to save the baby. Um, and yeah, I mean, you really, I don't know if you've watched that documentary you should watch it, Sasha. It's on, it's on Amazon because Val Kilmer filmed. It's on my list. Yeah, he filmed everything him too. Every set he would go to, he had a camera. And he documented so much. And that's a lot of what this is about. He does talk a little bit about he was known as being very difficult on film sets because he's a very serious actor. And he was known as being kind of difficult he got into arguments with certain directors that's a lot of why he didn't get back with batman didn't do batman again was because him and joel schumacher did not get along um so he talks a little bit about that in there too so that's the only like bad side of val gilmer but i still love him and i think he is just such a fantastic fantastic actor and he makes everybody else who works alongside him uh, even better. He pushes them further and harder. And I think, you know, the reason I keep bringing up the documentary is it's just so interesting to watch an actor who, you know, because he got throat cancer, that's why you won't see him. His, his son does the um, narration in the documentary because Val Kilmer has to use a voice machine aid now. But I think having that has humbled him so much. And he looks back at these roles that he's had, like being Batman in this film, in uh, playing Map, not Maverick, playing Iceman, that kind of stuff. And he has such a reverence for it, such a love for it. And um, that comes through. He loves acting. This is what he has wanted to do his whole entire life. And when you have someone like that, who's really giving their all to everything they are doing, he was the youngest person ever at that time accepted to Juilliard. So he gives 120% to everything he does. And with this, he does that too. So I think that's essential if you're going to make a movie like this and have it work. And I think also with him, I know this sounds like a weird thing, but you know, he's known as being very, as being blonde. And in this, he's got the dark hair and the, the long hair. And I think even that almost changes his presence on screen. Um, it makes him more, um, it fits more with that thief thing. I'm not saying that people with dark hair are the only ones that are thieves. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> it just, it feeds into the roguishness that is that yes, character. That's the better word for it. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I mean. Yes, yes. So I think he's great. I th it's my favorite part of this movie is him and the character. So definitely. Okay, so let's move to Sorsha, who is the daughter of the evil queen and who is tasked with going and finding the baby to bring the baby back to the evil queen because, you know, they just, they want this baby dead. And she is already conflicted instantly you can see in the beginning she's conflicted and she, it's sort of about watching a character go from being she is the antagonist 
and then watching that sort of journey of her changing a little bit and your views on her changing a little bit maybe. Um, and of course that's played by Joanne Wally again. So what are your thoughts on Sorsha, Sasha? Um, (laughs) So it's funny because that's what I was going to mention is that whole scene, the whole love you scene um, as a kid was really kind of fun because Sorsha almost sounds like Sasha. So it was like, he loves me. Look, he loves me. So that was just kind of as an aside. But um, I, like you said, I love that she's very clearly conflicted in the beginning, right? She's like, I don't, we're going to kill the prophecy killing a baby for prophecy all right cool whatever you say mom going along with it but as she progresses you can see that she's just like not down Mm -hmm. like this is not happening and i want to point out that that has to be one of the most toxic mothers on the planet like that the evil queen role she is as evil as evil can be because she does some horrific crap to her own child to her daughter because yeah. her daughter is simply like questioning things. And she's like, you do not question me. I am the ultimate authority. Um, so I just want to point out that that has got to be one of the most evil characters to ever evil on screen. Um, she's just intense, okay. intense. But I love the progression. I also love when she gets mad at Mad Mardigan. And she's like, I dwell in darkness without you. And she's like throwing all of his love bombs back at him. Like, what is wrong with you? You said this to me. But ultimately, she they team up, you know, and she she kind of, you know, they they end up like in this weird romantic, not it's a very bizarre situation that they end up in. But she fully joins the team. And is on board for saving this baby, which means the ultimate demise of her mom, who, let's be fair, really freaking deserves it. Yeah, the mom is very, very, very toxic and probably one of the evilest of evil queens. <laughs> probably top evil of evilest queens. I mean, if you're going to, you know, slaughter a baby for... <laughs> Uh, you know it's that makes you and pretty toxic and she's emotionally abusive and yeah so yeah this character when I when I was growing up I always preferred my female characters to be more like this as opposed to like Cinderella say I don't know why I chose Cinderella but I did uh, but I like them to be more complex and not necessarily good, quote unquote, good from the beginning. But she is. That's the thing. And and I think that all goes to Joanne Wally's performance because she does a lot of things without saying anything. Like you can see the conflict in her face, in her eyes. You can tell from the very beginning that she doesn't necessarily want to do this, but it's so ingrained in her that this is what her family is supposed to do. And I think there's a part of her, of course, because it's her mom that wants her mother's love and respect. So even though she disagrees with this, she's going along with it, I think, initially because she feels like she's supposed to. And I think there's also the part of it of she's a woman and she's a strong warrior at the same time. And I think she also feels like she has to prove herself in the sea of men because she's one of the few female characters we see in the movie. I mean, we do see Willow's wife and Willow's daughter and stuff in the beginning and towards the end, of course, and of course the evil queen, but we're not seeing that many female characters that are like, you know, fighting and going out there to save the day or not save the day in her case at the beginning. So I think she's also fighting against, even though they don't really talk about it too much, but fighting against patriarchy and a little bit of that, um, well, you're a girl, you can't do this. Like she has some lines like, you know, I'm, you know, like she like, oh gosh, now I can't remember some of the lines, but she's just very strong and she kicks ass and, you know, she kicks ass Mad Mardigan. She like kicks him in the face. (laughs) Well, and I think she also bucks the stereotypes, right? Because you have Willow's wife, who is a homemaker to a farmer, 
with the kids. So she's taking care of the kids. And that's, so that's the one female role you see. Then you have Sorsha's mom, who's the evil witch sorceress. And then you have the other sorceress whose wand, like they're trying to go get the wand and turn her back into her self where Willow fails epically and turns her into every animal under the sun, trying to get her back. So you're either a homemaker or a witch. Those are the only options. So the fact that she's a warrior is says something too. Yeah. And I think she immediately, um, you know, it's like, it's that enemies to lovers thing with, with Mad Mardigan, which I, that's one of my favorite tropes in the world. Uh, but I think she instantly feels something for him, but she, because she's bucking those stereotypes because she's not the typical woman you would see in this world. I think that also leads to her putting up a wall against her heart and then when he's under that love spell that he's like confessing, it like starts to chip away at that. And then when he like says, I never said that where you don't know, he doesn't remember saying that and he gets out of the love spell and he's an ass to her again. She's just kind of like, see, this is why you don't let those walls down. And I think that's her big growth is letting those walls down and becoming more vulnerable. And then also standing up to her mother who is evil and deciding she is not going to go the route her mother went and that she is going to save this child and help save this child and she's going to do what she really wants to do and still be a badass so she kind of comes to that conclusion where she's like oh i can be a badass i can also fall in love and i can save the day i don't have to just choose one or the other and so it's an interesting character arc for her and once again I, th I think joanne wally is really really good she's she's an amazing actress and she really um in a lot of roles does the uh american accent so spectacularly well <laughs> really she does she's she's so so good and she's really good at playing those conflicted characters who are bad and good and good and bad and kind of like and they're conflicted with with themselves within themselves and who they are. Um, that's why, again, I recommend the movie kill me again, uh, because she's very much that kind of character in there. So yeah, highly, highly recommend that. I think you would love that movie, Sasha. I think you should really, really see it. It's really, really good. Um, Adding it to my ever growing list. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, let's move on to Willow himself. So I want to know about your thoughts about Willow as a character and then also Warwick Davis's performance. So Willow as a character for me drives me batty because he knows, he just doesn't have any faith in himself. He knows that he has the skills, he knows what he needs to do, but he doubts and he has so much self-doubt that it's painful to watch at times because you're like buddy you know like come on you know what you're doing just go with your gut go with your gut you know but he questions everything um so i the storyline of him coming into his own and finally accepting that he knows things and that he does deserve and have a certain amount of power within himself is nice that he finally gets there because there's a point where you're going I'm going to throttle you, sir. <laughs> like if you turn her into a goat one more time, like just have faith, have faith. So Willow for me is all about that self-acceptance and, 
acknowledging your own inner power. Uh, Warwick Davis is brilliant. Like I, he nailed it. Um, he shows strength. He shows the weakness. He shows like when he's afraid and when he's trying to put on a brave face, you can tell that he's really scared underneath, but he's putting on the brave face. And so he's doing all of that dynamic acting. And it's really in his facial expressions that you see it. So I just, I think that's amazing when anybody can act that well with just like their eyes or, you know, different, different facial expressions to convey that I think is awesome because it shows that you got mad chops. And I think that he definitely has it. Um, but yeah, Willow is just a character where I'm like, oh my God, if you just had a little more faith in yourself, but again, then we wouldn't have the movie we have if he trusted himself, he has to go on that journey. And I hate that he has to go on that journey. Cause I'm like, if you just, ah! <laughs> Grr! so, but yeah, that's kind of my, that's my feels on Willow. I just, there's certain points where you just want to hug him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that it's like, yeah, he doesn't have faith in himself, but he's also, except for his wife and his children, his children and his, his wife and his children, like, really love him really love him like and respect him and admire him and if he could only admire and respect himself as much as they do but on the other hand he's living in this village where nobody else in his village respects him other than his kids and his wife so that's the other thing i think he's struggling with is he's trying to be as good as um his wife and his kids think he is which he is but because the rest of the village doesn't see it, he's like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm a loser. And I mean, like in the beginning when he's like, you know, if, if anything bad happens or if anything happens, they're going to blame it on me, you know, when when they find the baby. And I think, you know, he's just so struggling with wanting that respect and wanting people to see him as a man in a lot of respects i think that's where it's coming from is he they want he wants to be seen as more than just a farmer and he wants to be seen as a warrior in some respects too and going to save this baby is his journey to in his mind when he first takes it on i think it's his journey for the village to accept him the village to love him the village to think of him as a hero but I think what it ends up becoming is his journey to loving himself and to accepting himself and to seeing that he is a powerful person and he does have strength and he's not this weak loser that the village seems to think he is. You know, when I was watching it this time, I wanted to just punch a bunch of people because they were such dicks to him and <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not a he's really cool and awesome and leave him alone. And I, my heart just broke for him. I really love this character. I get frustrated with the way people treat him except for his wife and his kids. But I got very frustrated with the other people in the village and the way they really didn't really respect him and didn't think of him as that strong or what <laughs> amazing. And he is amazing, you know, and the performance is really great too. That's the thing is every single performance I think in this movie is really, really good. And that's why it works so well. And again, he says a lot with expressions uh, with his eyes we always talk about eye acting on here and he's another one that does the eye acting tremendously well so it's a really great amazing performance and i just wish his village would have respected him more from the beginning because <laughs> he deserved more respect and that's my aggravated that's what i'm so annoyed with with this movie and it's it's not because it's not a fault of the movie it's just annoying because i hate watching that it's one of those things I get, I get too sensitive about it and I'm like, leave them alone. And that's the way I felt watching this yesterday in the beginning. I'm like, oh, just leave them alone. <laughs> it's the bullies, right? Yes. They're all, they're all bullies. Yeah. It's the one guy who's a bully, which makes me so happy when the bird poops on him at the end. Cause it's like, <laughs> ah, got what you deserved. Yes. Yes. That's what Very you get, true. but it's, you know, you want to fight for the underdog. And Willow was definitely an underdog in that village. Yes. And in general, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to know, and if you want to call out more than one character, since time-wise, we are like, <laughs> we are killing it. So I want to know any other characters you want to call out. Um, my favorites are the brownies. 
The brownies are my favorites. Uh, I love when the one brownie gets hit with the love dust and falls in love with the cat <laughs> and is like trying to woo the cat. But I think my all time favorite line from the entire movie is when they get the baby and they scream, we stole the baby! Because we say that in my house a lot. It's just a random, for no good reason, <laughs> I stole the baby! Anything happens. Um, that is one of my all-time favorite lines. It's dumb. It's a half a second on screen. It means nothing, but it just stuck with me. So the brownies for sure are one of my top. And then I already talked about how evil, evil, evil the uh queen is she's just i can't think of a more evil character in these movies for sure yeah yeah for sure in these movies i think she's one uh, i think of the especially the ones we're talking about she's even more evil than the darkness i would say i still claim darkness is just misunderstood <laughs> a little misunderstood this woman is evil just a little misunderstood evil i mean any of these like the kind of typical 80s fantasy she is by far one of the worst no and that, and that was the character i was actually going to call out not because i i like this character but i think she is <laughs> she's so bad and so creepy and so scary and Jean Marsh, who was the actress who played played this character, is so phenomenal in this role and really, really just absolutely breathtakingly good, honestly, um, especially watching it this time. I think when I watched this the first time, I was so bored, sorry, that I kind of wasn't paying attention to how good the performances were, of course. I mean, I was young, too, so I wasn't always paying attention to that stuff when I was young, but she is so, so good. The standoff scene that she has with Willow is so well done, um, both of the actress parts. But what's interesting about watching her in that scene is she has this brief moment of fear of Willow, you know, and Willow works magic and she's got like, you know, that those things going down her arm and all this stuff. And then she's able to shake that off. So it's like, you see this brief, brief, brief vulnerability in her. And then the second she feels like she's back on the top, it's like back to that, you know, you know, awful person, that horrible person. And it's, she does that switch so well. And you see it slowly creep up her face too of like, what I was scared of this person for like five seconds. I had nothing to be scared of. And that's, that's a really, really good performance right there. And she's fun to watch, even though she's awful, she's fun to watch because she's unpredictable too. Like you're not sure what she's going to do. You're not sure how far she can go. And it's amazing when she, in a way defends her daughter in the beginning when she's told, you know, I had a vision that she's, she's going to betray you. And she's like, well, I trust her more than you. And it's this weird moment of like having some kind of respect for her daughter, but it quickly goes away. And I think it was also more of being like, uh, uh no, I couldn't be wrong about anything. So that's why she thought that it wasn't necessarily that she was trying to defend her daughter. I think it was, she was trying to defend herself. She's a very selfish character, a very self-absorbed character. I think she's also struggling with this fact that she's older now. And I think there's a part of her that doesn't feel as desirable. I think that's also another thing that she's going through. So I think there's lots of layers to this character. And even though she's awful and horrible and bad and there's nothing redeeming about her, She's a complex character all the same, and she's really, really interesting to watch. So that was the one I definitely wanted to call out. I think a lot of the other characters are great, too. You know, the, the what are they called? The, the like, the hog-like creatures that try and kill. <laughs> what oh, the, the, they're like devil dog things. Um, yes, I can't remember what they're called again now. No, I know. Anyway, I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm they're horrible. I'm not saying it, but I like them because I have this thing about animals. <laughs> so there's this part of me that kind of in this weird way feels bad for them. I know that makes no sense. <laughs> they are terrifying, Erin. There is no reason to feel bad for them. They are terrifying. 
And they are said specifically to shred babies. <laughs> I know, I know. You can't feel bad for them. They're baby-killing hog-dog demon fang destruct bots. I know, but it's like how I root for Jaws and how I root for the anaconda and anaconda. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> I root for the dinosaurs in Annoying Jurassic Park. Okay, to be fair, all of those deserve to live. Like, it's people that screwed them. This one is they are sent to destroy an innocent human. I know, Jaws, but the human nobody should mess with Jaws. Them. Anaconda, <laughs> nobody should be messing. Like, that's the biggest nope rope on the planet. Like, let it be. You know, and the dinosaurs, come on. They didn't ask to be remade. They're just trying to figure out what they're doing living now. They're like, what the <laughs> hell? They just want to live. But these things, mm -mm. But you could also argue that these things <laughs> no. are also being used by humans and being abused by humans to do their bidding. Sasha's <laughs> going to leave. <laughs> I, I my head, my audience too. The mental gymnastics that that took <laughs> makes my head hurt. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> when I was watching it yesterday, I'm like, oh, they are awful, but I kind of feel bad for them. <laughs> well, now you have me thinking of the scene in Buffy, and I don't remember what episode it is, but they're with the werewolf where they're like trying to train them to destroy prom dresses. Yes. The to prom. attack the prom. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so they've got them in cages and they're showing yes. them things and trying to make them violent. Now that's what I'm picturing happened to Which these poor happened. dogs. It is. It like is these poor dog things were just hanging out, chilling, vibing in the forest. Yep. All of a sudden comes along evil queen, locks them in a cage and shows them babies and makes them violent. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't show that to I us, don't. but I know that's what happened. That's the behind the scenes on it. For those of you that don't know. Yeah. Little trivia here that I came up with. <laughs> That's what happened. That's how it all played out, folks. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. See? <laughs> see? Now we can support them. <laughs> Not support what they're doing, but <laughs> support them. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> a GoFundMe. Like a GoFundMe yeah. to deprogram the <laughs> devil, demon, hog, dog things from Willow. <laughs> they're just misunderstood. Yes. Well, Sasha, <laughs> now that I've really, really blown your mind with that, uh, do you have anything else you want to add? And also, just to let everybody know, there is a new Willow coming to Disney+. Plus. I don't know much about this. I was just going to look it up since we had some time. And and it's coming in 2022, and it's going to be Warwick Davis is back. And it says it's an unlikely group of heroes set off on a dangerous quest to places far beyond their home where they must face their inner demons and come together to save the world. There is a trailer you can watch. It premieres on November 30th, the day after my birthday. So are you uh, are you excited about this? Have you? watch the trailer do you have any thoughts? i have not watched the trailer i will not watch the trailer and yes i will watch the show <laughs> because i will watch it because it's not a remake yeah i there are certain movies and all the ones that you're talking about right now for the fantasy series these are all sacred movies that should never be remade um so the fact that it is a series and not a remake i will give it a shot if they were remaking it i wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole what is, are there any things that you hope, I know I'm throwing this question at you, but are there any things that you hope? I mean, I would love, love, love to see, and it, it, the odds are highly against it, but I would love if they could work Mad Mardigan in somehow, like, even if it's just a glimpse, even if it's like for his funeral or something, like just to have Willow and Mad Mardigan together again, just for a second, I would love that. I don't anticipate that happening. Um, but it would be amazing if it did. I'm hoping that there are no devil demon dogs now that even we have this. Even if they've been reprogrammed. <laughs> even if they've been reprogrammed, I'm a little concerned about reprogramming. So let's <laughs> just leave them. I am hoping that Willow is more respected in his community now that he, like they know that he's got these skills and I mean, you know, bird pooped on bully dudes. So I think those are some of the things I would like to see. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, and if there's anything else you want to add, Sasha, too, if there's anything else you want to add about the original Willow that we didn't get to or anything you want to say. No, I think we covered it pretty good. I'm thoroughly traumatized by the dog conversation, though, because now I'm Sorry. questioning everything I thought I knew about these horrible, horrible demonic beasts. And now I'm worried that I'm judging them too harshly and I'm being an asshole. And I should really look at their side of things. <laughs> I'm sorry that I was able to blow your mind with that, but hey, <laughs> such is life, right? No. <laughs> okay, well, it's time to play Six Degrees of Finn Wittrock. Um, and Sasha is not playing, so it's just me. And I did find some Val Kilmer connections, but I'm going to save those. I'm going to save those until we cover Val Kilmer for my birthday month. And because that'll be Paula and I. So far, it's just Paula and I. It's a live stream, so I know that's why Sasha's not <laughs> Sasha's like yeah I'm not gonna be there uh, maybe I'll change it but <laughs> we'll see but yes so we're gonna be talking about Val in November but I use Joanne Wally so Joanne Wally was in Gossip Girl which I'm sure someday on this podcast we'll cover this show which means I'll have to watch this show but someday we will cover it and in Gossip Girl of course stars Blake Lively who was in the movie The Town which starred and was directed by Ben Affleck, who was in the movie that we all love, Deep Water, with the quote-unquote erotic thriller. It's so not erotic. On, uh, on Hulu. <laughs> and, of course, in that was one Finn Whitrock uh, for about 10 minutes. And this is also the Snail movie. So a reminder that you can go to our Redbubble store and you can get stickers that say it's a snail thing <laughs> I, I just love watching sasha's face while i'm saying this you have to if you see the movie you will understand sasha okay well remember you can play the audience version of six degrees of finn and be very kind to finn <laughs> by heading on over to our website it's a fandom thing going to the page that's literally titled Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. So this month we are playing with Dawson's Creek, Girlfriends, Thelma and Louise, and Coming to America. And as a reminder, the things that we select for you to connect Finn to are things that we have covered in the past on this podcast. And if you go to the website and you click on those names, you can also be directed to the episodes covering those things as well. So if you haven't listened to those before, do that too. Uh, they're not going to give you hints on how Finn Whitrock is connected, but you still can listen to those. They're fun episodes. Sasha was on our Thelma and Louise episode. Um, our Girlfriends episode is the episode that gave birth to our unofficial mascot, Christian Effing Bale. So that's fun too. <laughs> so go over there. You have until July 31st for this month, and then we'll have new ones up in August. And hopefully by this time, I do have the winner picked. It's just been of June's. It's just been insane time for me trying to prep for San Diego Comic-Con, which I'll be at when this episode drops. So apologies about the delays there. Um, but once again, I have enjoyed getting the submissions because I learned something new about Finn every time. So thank you so much for those. I think this is a fun segment. We will have our song by September is my goal is by September 1st. I'd like it before then, but by then. Um, and then I want to just say really quickly, since we have a little bit of time here for us, at least, um, I want to say that keep your, keep an eye on your calendars because coming soon is our second annual horror trivia month. So we will have the first promo coming beginning of August. And then we're going to have other promos that we're already kind of eyeing how to do and they should be a lot of fun a ton of fun it's just going to be four weeks in october we have our categories picked which are uh two of them are ones that were selected by you in our poll so we are going to be talking about 80s movies 80s horror films we'll be talking about television horror uh, we're going to be talking about women in horror and then we're going to have what i'm calling the devil's brew which is just going to be just a hodgepodge of different horror questions is how we're going to wrap it up. It's going to be another one where we will have um, 
different prizes for each night too. So even if you don't win the whole thing, you could win a prize each night. If you win that night's trivia, we will be keeping track and keeping score. So you can do it with a teammate or you can do it by yourself. Um, so more information will be coming on that soon. And we will have like a page on our website dedicated to that as well. Signups will be in the first, the, excuse me, signups will be on the 1st of September. So thank you so much, Sasha, for joining me to discuss Willow. This has been, as far as one of our main episodes, probably our shortest episode we have ever, ever done. <laughs> I want to say this is the shortest episode we've ever done. Yep. <laughs> so Sasha, if you want to just let everybody know where they can find you. Yep. Uh, I am on the Instagram. Vegan Geek Chick is where you can find me. And Erin, I just want to shout out that today the suicide hotline changes to 988. They have a three-digit code now to make it easier for people to get uh, help if they need any assistance. So 988 is the new uh, code that started today. Well, today when we're recording. By the time it drops, it'll have been out for a while, but... Okay. Well, thank don't no, thank you for mentioning that. And this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at e April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on this show, even if we have insulted some of your movies, <laughs> I'm sorry, um, reach out to us via the contact us form on our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Or you can email us directly. We do have other emails now, by the way. You can email me directly at Aaron at it's a fandomthingpod.com. You can also uh, email us at info at it's a fandom thing pod.com or producer at it's a fandom thing pod.com. And one of us will get back to you and look at potentially scheduling that interview. Okay. Next week we will be dropping an author interview and then our coverage from San Diego comic-con. There are actually some interviews we've done and we'll be doing before the con that will be dropped in there too. So that should be a ton of fun. I'm hoping <laughs> This time right now, I when you're listening to this, I will have already been there or I will be there. So yeah, so look for that coming soon to your ears. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.